Introducing House Radio, the number one resource for all athletes. What's going on guys? This is Dan Goodman coming at you with another episode of the House Radio. I know we've been a little inactive lately. Uh, we were just filming up some of our shows, the uh, Jailhouse Friday Finisher, Heavy Metal Monday. Uh, we had a little traveling. We finished up a um, long, extensive uh, summer training schedule. We just kicked off the six-week transformation here at Varsity House Gym. But today, I have, a, uh, I have two special guests. I have um, two residents of the Varsity House. Um, we're going to have a little conversation here. I know I promised you guys that I was going to bring you... Um, all the personalities of the gym here, and we are uh, here now. I'll introduce uh, Mike Capriglione first. Mike is the obviously the head of strength and conditioning here at Varsity House. Um, he is the host of Heavy Metal Monday, which is which just wrapped up a couple weeks ago. Um, he is a lightweight strongman. He is New Jersey's strongest man, under 231 pounds. He's a good friend of mine, and he's an absolute animal. And I'm real happy to have him on the show here today. What's up, guys? Thanks, Dan, for that uh, lovely introduction. I'm happy here to be on the show. First time on uh, House Radio. I'm happy to bring you guys talking a little bit about um, what it is to be, what it is the last nine years to be, uh, try to be a successful strongman, as well as uh, at the same time as be you know the best coach that I can be. And uh, we're gonna try to. We, we did a, a grip competition last week between me and Dance. We definitely want to get into that because we're gonna be bringing out. Um, of what we think of our best grip exercises. So we're gonna get a little bit into that and a little bit of our training with some of our athletes and uh, just uh, kind of uh, shoot the breeze here and kind of have a fun, good time with it. So I'm happy to be on the show. Yeah, and I wanna, I wanna introduce, thanks Mike, I wanna introduce also uh, the man, phone's ringing here, hopefully Sinead will pick that up. Calling from the U, hopefully. Maybe that's Dana. <laughs> but, um, I also want to introduce uh, Trevor Lang. Obviously, Trevor here, um, he's a partner in the Varsity Highlights. Um, he's been here, again, with Big Mike since the start. Um, he is kind of, uh, you know, the unsung hero in a lot of our projects. Uh, Trevor is behind pretty much anything that we do here. He's got his hand in it. Um, he's produced every single video on our YouTube channel. Um, he does all of our podcasts and he's always sitting in the room and he's kind of the elephant in the room and today I dragged his ass into the radio show um, we're gonna get some of his insight um, as to what goes on in the gym and you know I just wanted to get a really natural flow of uh, you know what is three friends in a room talking everything from you know probably food and and training and, and a new product that we've got coming out. And uh, I, I don't want to steal Big Mike's joke, but Big Mike, you know, when we were doing the, uh, the, the uh, TV shows, Heavy Metal Monday and Jailhouse Friday Finisher, he would always come up to me before we would shoot and he goes, yo, you know we've got, we've got two faces for radio, man. We're not built for TV, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so finally I can finally put that to, to use now. This is finally a face for radio. <laughs> this is, these are three faces for radio, but. I think we do a good a good job. So, I mean, another thing, you know, Trevor put it to my attention, you know, the other day, I'll, uh, I'll let Trev get into it, but Mike and I were supposed to have, um, we were supposed to just do a competition, best out of three series video as a follow-up to our shows. And we were just gonna do a, a, a grip challenge. We were gonna release one video a day and Trevor came down and uh, just started filming us live. And, you know, he just said like, go with it. And we went with it. He went with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I watch um, quite a, you know, a few people, their live streams on Facebook, so I thought it would be a good idea to get going, and uh, I think it really kind of was a very natural look inside of what goes down during Power Hour when, you know, you guys are doing all your lifts and messing around at the same time. Yeah, we had a lot of good cameos. I think we had uh, Sinead, was Sinead Mike Riley, Andrew Trimbetti, Johnny, we had you know, Frank, Johnny Eyeballs. We had a lot, a lot of the gym characters. We ended up filming for, I think, what, 43 minutes yeah, or something like that? Yeah, I think it was like 40 minutes. And, uh, of course, Ethan Grubard watched the whole thing. Shout uh, out to Ethan. Yeah, and, uh, you know, logged on today, it has... 
freaking over 6,000 views. So that's kind of what spurred this. It was just like, hey, look, you know, you guys got to do a podcast. We got to do a follow up. I don't know if it's people just like watching us do stupid shit in the gym and, and talk shit to each other or. I don't know what it is, so we're just gonna try to bring you guys. Apparently, in. my blue socks was pretty popular. So. Yeah, you had yeah. some, uh, you had some haters <laughs> on the blue socks. I, I loved every minute of it. Thanks. But that yeah. was awesome. I mean, Mike, you had quite a big cheering section during that. You know? I know. I didn't get one person to say <laughs> Dan's gonna win. Zach Al Sharif. If you're listening to this, you really freaking threw me under the Listen, bus. He knows. <laughs> that is bullshit, man. We've got New Jersey's strongest man over here. I mean, he should beat my ass in that. Wait, wait till we get to the uh, sled or drills, though. Uh, I can't uh, wait for that. That's when you're going. We can't down. talk too much during that because one run we're going to beat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to get into some actual. Um, I can bring you guys some actual content here today as to, you know, obviously I wanted to, I want to spotlight Big Mike and, and some of his routines um, here at the gym and, and what's made him a successful strength coach um, here and, and working with so many different types of people. I think some people just, you know, they look at our Instagram page, they look at our Facebook page and they just see, wow, there's, they're just training like, you know, freakazoids. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, Mike and I just came up from the uh, training floor and we were both training, uh, you know, general population, um, uh, a male and a female. Uh, we had a, uh, a Joe Strong class going on that Trevor was taking pictures for. Um, and there's been no athletes in here yet today. So I think the diversity in here is is definitely wide and we're gonna do a good job of just trying to bring that to light and um, help other business professionals um, get on the same type of track so mike i'm just going to ask you i mean just a normal take us through just a normal routine um obviously you know your breakfast is kind of uh, world famous so let's start with that and just uh what a normal you know tuesday looks like for you um yeah so you know obviously i uh i get a lot of references about how many eggs i eat but um you know usually my normal morning starts off with uh, for breakfast, I have 10 egg whites, hard-boiled. Um, for some reason, that's just the way when I started really training, that's the way I started eating them, and that's just the way I like them. Um, everyone tries to give me suggestions about how to do it better, but I make salt, pepper, nothing, hot sauce. just plain and, and just you, plain, straight up plain. And you throw, you throw out the yolk. I throw out the yolk. I don't do the the egg yolk because I do get a lot of fat throughout the day. So everyone's like, "Oh, don't you want the fats?" And I do understand that, but I get a lot of other fats throughout the day, so. Um, plus, I'm eating them every day, and yes, eggs have good cholesterol in them, but you can't overdo it. I can't be eating five, six full eggs a day. So yeah. um, I'll do ten egg whites, uh, hard boiled. Um, after I just, that, uh, excuse me, yeah. I just envision you at your kitchen table like the freaking sumo wrestler from the replacement. Oh, it's a straight walk right to the table. It's straight walk straight right to the walk. table. And I don't then, even go right to the table. Do you chase it with water? I mean, how do you yeah, get well, 10 down? I like, like I, two in and then water it down. Orange juice is a very important part of my breakfast. I Because of the acidity. I have, to get orange, <laughs> I have to get orange juice going in the morning. Uh, so I'll get a, a good cup of orange juice plus a bottle of water and I'll, you know, I'll go back and forth <laughs> with that. But um, So it's 10 egg whites, uh, straight to the table, nothing else. Put the contacts in, boom, go right to the table. Um, after that, I have usually been going with two slices of Ezekiel toast with, with peanut butter. Um, I like the Ezekiel toast a lot. Uh, usually I get the cinnamon raisin or the sesame, sesame seed one. Um, I do three slices of turkey bacon, so I get a lot of fat there as well um, within that. And then I'll do a Greek yogurt of choice, um, a protein bar, and then... What brand are you hitting for the Greek yogurt? Chobani? Uh, I, I, usually it's, it's been Oikos lately, but... Throughout the day, I usually have two good yogurts a day, so Oikos is one, and I like Siggy's yogurt, the Icelandic yogurt, mm, yeah. I like that a lot, so I've been doing that. It's a little less sugar, too, in there, and I like those. I like the consistency of Siggy's, so uh, we'll do that one in the middle of the day. But we finished that up. I eat that. I usually have a um, cup of coffee and a protein shake on the way to work. When I get in here, most of my Tuesdays, um, Recently, I've been training two older gentlemen. Um, one is near 60 years of age. I've been training him for, so when I come in, um, I'll come in, get myself ready. I check the schedule, make sure everything's lined up for myself for the day. Um, and then I have two privates usually on Tuesday, and that is a 60-year-old gentleman. I've been training for over two years. He's done great. 
Um, he's joined us for the 6WT as well, just to kind of boost up his training training experience. And another um, man who's in his mid 40s, and um, you know, it, bolt training sessions are completely and totally different. One is, you know, his main goals is this, is to keep his weight off. He's lost. I uh, got. I think he's lost since he's been training with me. And he's also worked with our in-house nutritionist, Simone Letta. Um, he's lost about 30 pounds. And he's done a great job. Yeah, he's done great. So he, he's definitely, you know, his goal is personal fitness, be healthy, keep the weight off. And then the um, other one that I, other gentleman I work with, his main goal is just to get stronger. So, um, you know, so we try, you know, we squat, we bench, we deadlift, and we do all the accessory work to help those lifts. So um, that's what he likes to do. That's what makes him happy, and that's his main goal. So we work towards that. So both sessions are totally different. Um, sometimes, depending on where my schedule or where my training schedule is, I'll take the day off, or I may have to get work in. Um, depending on how hard Strongman Saturday was, will depend on what I usually do Monday or Tuesday training-wise. Um, so, for instance, today I have uh, the day off today, so uh, we're doing doing the house radio show today, and then um, you know, usually if I'm not training, I have to make sure that you know there's a lot of throughout the week. There's a lot of you know contacts that come my way that I may have to you know send emails out to my 6WT team uh, I have to make phone calls to other uh, individuals who call the gym that want to reach me so it's really just going over the list of emails that I have to send out a list of callbacks that I have to go through and to make sure that my uh, privates later on in the afternoon and my group sessions later on in the afternoon the groups and everything is, is also uh, is set up for myself in the afternoon so I don't have to you know when, when three o'clock hits I don't have to rush getting everything ready everything set up ready to go um, with that being said as well, you know, as the morning goes on, we get into the afternoon, I have uh, some other individuals that come into the gym. Uh, we don't do this with a lot of people. Um, only, we only accept so many, but we do have some outsiders that are on their own separate programs. Um, there are two in particular. I've been tracking since January. They're two aspiring powerlifters. They're a powerlifting couple, and uh, they come in and get after it every day, and I supply their program every day. So I make sure that their workouts are all set up for them. So when they come in, they're ready to rock and roll. Shout out to Frankie and Frank, Frank and Christina. Um, they work out really hard. They train hard, and I just annihilated them yesterday with a squat rep out. And uh, they're, but they're really cool people, and they, they really try to they get, get fired up. Man. Yeah, so it's good. So. Um, then Tuesday at 3.30, uh, my first group session begins. Um, that's I have a high school female group that I train. Um, really a, a good group of girls. You know, you know, we have all kinds of athletes in that crew, from soccer to volleyball to softball. And um, Tuesday is primarily uh, their weight training, uh, linear speed, power development type day. So I go through my template and I choose my exercises that I want to do with them and what we're going to progress uh, week in and week out with them. So do that at uh, 4.30. Um, I've been training. I go into a private session. That's what, um, shout out to, to Chris and, and his CUDA wear. All right, but we train uh, Chris. Uh, Chris has uh, just got, um, just got uh, recruited uh, by Delaware, just committed to Delaware College for baseball. Um, so he's very excited about that. So we're, we're gonna work with him one-on-one, um, -on -one. plus he also comes to our baseball group training session as well. So that's at 4.30 I work on with him, get him going. Um, 5.30 on uh, most Tuesdays now, I usually train, I've been training a family for uh, almost three and a half years now and uh, they bring in their two sons, you know, they usually come in by 6, 6.30, and I train them for about an hour, and then the two parents come in after work, and then I train them. So uh, I train the entire family for like the last two hours of, of my night. And that just shows you, you know, they've been training me for three and a half years, but it just shows you the diversity that you have to have, you know. Uh, today, you know, I go from, I can have, you know, a good athlete in Chris who's going to Delaware to play baseball, a young kid, and you gotta treat him and talk to him a certain way than the way you're gonna talk to a 45-year-old married couple. You know, uh, you have to be able to, um, you have to be able to, to, to delegate and talk in the right, you know, manner to each individual that they're gonna be able to connect with you, yeah. um, you know, which is very important, which I think is one of the greatest things that we do here at the gym. And, uh, you know, I try to pride myself on 
being able to uh, be open-minded and supply if anybody is I, I'm the type of person that if anybody's looking to get better it doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter your age doesn't matter anything to me your background nothing if you want to come and you want to get better and you're willing to work I'm willing to help you so um, you know you got to have you got to have an open mind this is definitely something that I learned in the last you know since I started working here and I started getting myself out and involved in the strength and conditioning world, there's a lot of closed-minded individuals, and, and you can't be, you cannot be closed-minded. You have to be open-minded. Look, so. I, I love that, and, and there's something I just want to reiterate with that is that, you know, we've been doing a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of, I would say, helping other gyms and other uh, fitness professionals, and always the first word of advice is, yeah, you, you definitely do have to put out the vibes of who you want to train. Like, you know, look, we, we, we are lucky we, we have, you know, we, we do have a lot of badass athletes, and we do get that flavor oh, yeah. in here a lot, so we can kind of hang our hat on, like, oh, at 5.30 today, we've got, you know, the, the college crew coming in, and I know we've got 90 minutes of real badassery, so I could fill my day around, you know, um, some more private training sessions with, you know, people that truly, you know, can become your friends, like, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right I mean, I've built a great relationship. But there's a lot of people that think that that's going to be their hour <clears throat> for the four to six to eight hours of coaching that they're going to do per day, you know, very rarely are you going to be able to fill that with, you know, only athletes or only, you know, whatever, what, you know, whatever you try to train, um, doesn't matter who, or only strongmen or only powerlifters. It does not matter. I mean, you know, and I think if you're trying to make training your full-time job, <clears throat> you have to be, you have to be open-minded if you, you know, and at the end of the day, it's about, it's about caring about your people and whether or not your kid is, you know, you're, you know, you're training a kid that's going to play baseball at Delaware on a scholarship to pitch, or it is, you know, uh, an adult like Scott who just, who just wants to live better. Yeah. Their goals are equally as important and they're appreciative the same way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as a fitness professionals, yes, you can, you can, you know, you can want to train just baseball players and go ahead and try and get that baseball crew going. That's fine. But don't be apprehensive to accept somebody else to say, hey, you know what, like, you know, that person may end up being your favorite training client and uh, you, you never know where they might pop up. It's really to have an open mind and to be positive. And as long as people are willing to work and listen, it doesn't matter who it is. I know sometimes we talk about, we actually prefer that. You know, because a, a baseline, somebody that's at like a ground zero, they have so much room for growth. And, you know, you, you can really, um, you know, as long as you do no harm to them, you know, it's really, they can make, their their uh, growth is just like exponential. Yeah, and they view you as the first person that's gotten them to, you know, to succeed in any, you know, a lot of people, you know, throughout, if, if you have a 45, 50 year old, individual I'm sure throughout some part of their life they tried to work out or they tried to do something fit or they tried to eat right and they never stuck with it and if they actually stick with you for two three four years you know you are the person that that helped them do that and that's that's relationship you don't want to ever pass on because it's like oh this may not be I don't want to spend you know the next two years training but that's where you get you know to me personally that's the most satisfying thing I can get it anybody is building a relationship and see them actually happy to come to the gym and, and change their entire life so you never want to pass out an pass um, out an opportunity on that so yeah you know I just want to touch a little a bit upon um, a strong man and and the the type of you know how that's impacted your life and you know strong man is an absolutely brutal sport it beats the shit out of your body it takes up I mean Mike's train I know Saturdays for the last 10 years it takes up probably five hours of his Saturday which Kayla probably loves <laughs> um, and you know comes in Mondays talk about we're not talking about like being a little bit sore we're being we're talking about being very sore um, and you know still having to lock down his routine and you know, just talk about how that routine keeps you on track, um, how you have to prep your days to be able to come in and be a functioning coach where, you know, people don't give a shit that you did strongly no. on Saturday. <laughs> you got to be ready. You got to be well rested, well prepared. You know, talk about, I mean, Mike comes in with like suitcases every day. <laughs> He's never late. He's always prepared for his sessions. I mean, how does that shit all happen? Man? Like, well, I think, you know, 
with anything, if you go find something in your life, that's why I think like training just for personal fitness and stuff like that is not just that. It, it's a little bit more than that. If you go find any type of consistency in your life, it usually leads to friendships, to, to, to you have to get projects done. Any type of consistency you can put into your life, it should add and, and complete you as a whole person. So that's why I always think it's important to have something, to follow something. And, um, you know, with the straw man, I've been doing it for over 10 years and actually be nine and a half years. It'll be 10 years in, in uh, May. Um, so, you know, just for instance, like, you know, Sunday morning is usually a quick turnaround. I've been working Sundays at the gym for since I since I started here. And even when I was started strongman, even when I had another job before I started at the gym, I, I always work Sunday. So it's, it's a cool, quick turnaround right off the bat. And, uh, you know, for instance, this Saturday, you know, we did. I did a, a log push press. We did, you know, I did a yoke walk at 720 for 50 feet. I mean, that stuff, you know, you get affected by it pretty heavy. You know, a seven, you know, any, when you, when you push the body to an ultimate limit, um, it takes that, takes you, you know, some time to recover. Um, as I've gotten older, I've realized that I've needed a lot more time to recover. So when I come in on, on Mondays, I used to have, um, Mondays used to be a, a, an overhead and squat day for me. But now as I've gotten a little older, depending on how I feel on Monday, will depend on what I do now on Monday. So I may just take Monday and just do like, you know, sled pulls and just try to foam roll a little more, do some more push-ups, do some pull-ups and just for just for blood flow work to kind of recover myself a little bit and then maybe train hard on Tuesday. So it really depends on how I feel off of Saturday. Um, but you know, it's a it's a sport that when I first started doing strongman, it wasn't out in the open. Uh, it wasn't like you didn't see. You know, this was two thousand seven. Yeah, no, it's 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 taken off like totally, like so much. Like you go on your Instagram, if you're like into fitness and stuff, you go onto Instagram and you search on Instagram. I mean, like everybody is like doing something strongman wise, which you know is cool. How many tags are on uh, Instagram for the hashtag strongman? Probably got to be in the millions. Yeah, I'd love to know. You know, but it wasn't out in the open, and it's cool that it is now a little bit more um, mainstream, I guess. But it was definitely cool to be like. I mean, it's not. It's 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 something where it, it's watered down a little bit because I think there's a lot of Instagram lifters out there and a lot of Instagram strongmen, and if you don't have a competition coming up. That doesn't mean you don't train strongman. And this, I've been saying this since day one. Like, if you say you, there is no off season in strongman. So, like, I don't necessarily agree with the with the term. Oh, I'm in a, I'm in an off season. Like, it's not like bodybuilding or anything like that. You know, you know, if you're a, a real true person who does strongman in a sense, trying to get as strong as humanly. You're possible. trying to get as strong as humanly possible because. And it's part of who you are. Like, I know a lot of guys who are done and out of the sport, but they just stay around it so much to help other people. And like, if Saturday, and a lot of times Saturday's been kind of like the prototypical strongman type day for most crews and most people who train strongman. And people who are out of it, they're real true strongman. Like, they're there every day with their crew, helping them out, training them, maybe jumping in on a couple events themselves. So, it's just part of who you are. You're not like, there's a lot of people who think because they they do one competition, which is definitely with the issue with all type of strength sports right now, because powerlifting and all that strongman and, and bodybuilding and stuff like that, just because you do one competition does not make you who you are. Like there needs to be years and years and years of that um, background to really, you know, if you if you're competing in strongman, then that's got to be every Saturday, day in, day out. Sacrifices have to be made that make you who you really are. It's just not oh I do one competition all of a sudden I'm a strongman now. Like problem is is that there's a lot of people who have never really succeeded in anything and haven't really been as successful in the sport. And that's a lot of sports power whatever the case may be. And they're putting out all this material. And put all oh, you know this this and that this and that but it's like all right what have you done like where have you gone what have you done what have you won what have you and there's a lot of that going on which you know because it's so much out in the open now so that's one thing that's you know it's cool it's like a catch-22 it's cool that it's out there a little bit more but at the same time it's like it's a, it's allowing it to be slightly watered down but you know i know my backgrounds and my roots and um 
Saturdays been the day that we've always done it, and you know, we just you know we uh, we're trying to you know we try to be as consistent as possible. It's tough. The schedule is tough, but uh, you know you make sacrifices. It's hard sometimes on relationships, but you know um, you do the best that you can to. to How about like at night when you come home, like prepping for the next day? Like what are like some some things that like must do things in order to get prepped for the next day like what is what is it like if i if i'm saying like you know to a listener okay you want to you got a full-time job you want to be a strong man like what's something what's one thing that you can't is a non-negotiable i think i think you know it, whether it's a friday or saturday or night whatever night it is that you that you really compete or train in strong man um you know you have to treat yourself like you're a professional athlete um you cannot, you know, I've never, I have rarely ever on a Saturday night gone out late, hanging out to two, three in the morning, was drinking, came back. I, you just can't do that stuff at all. Like, you have to be locked down as much as you can. You can go out and enjoy yourself, but, you know, getting a good night's sleep, um, drinking tons and tons of water, uh, getting on a creatine or BCA type supplement, to help a little bit more recovery, uh, taking some of your, you know, your hot and cold showers, just doing everything you can to feel as good as you possibly can the next day. Because for me, you know, the next day is, I gotta bring it the next day. Like if I'm, I gotta be here, you know, at the gym at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., there is no wake up and stretch out in bed and kind of lollygag around. around yeah. You know, I gotta get up, I gotta do the same routine again. You got to get back in the car. You got to drive back up to work and get ready. You know, get ready to work because, like, you know, Dan said earlier, nobody cares that you just strum. Nobody, nobody cares that you just strum in yesterday and you're a little tired and a little beat up. You got to show things to people. You know, nobody cares. So you got to, you just got to, you know, you just got to get back. Got to get in it and do everything you can. If I was out to three o'clock in the morning, I probably wouldn't be ready to wake up at at, at seven in the morning and get here for nine a.m. and get ready to train my heavy metal crew. Heavy metal, my, you know, my heavy metal classes. Is 20 deep almost every every class, and all these are people that are looking to work. And if I'm standing there with my, you know, my, you know, my You're head on my leader. butt, it's you like know, you know, man. I'm the leader. I can't be standing there like, oh man, what do you I can't do? be I'm sitting talking. down so, either. Yeah, you know, so that's a big thing. you know, you gotta be ready to go. You gotta do what you can to do to be prepare yourself. You know, so like like I said, this Saturday was was it was a rough training day. We got four events. I did four events in about three hours, which is pretty fast. I'm the kind of person. Who likes to, to to move fast when I train? I don't like standing around. So like you know, it's 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 uh, I'm definitely the guy that tries to get everybody going. Let's move, let's move, let's move. So you know, we did a lot. I log clean and push pressed. Um, we worked. I worked up to you know a good amount, and it wasn't too bad. I felt okay with that, and we okay. worked up. I hit 315 on a, on a push press. Felt okay. And I, I I like knee bend too much when I push. When I push press, sometimes with the log, I don't get enough leg. It's almost like a it's like a strict press. Most of the time, but uh, we did that. I went right into. Same with Frankie. Yeah, Frankie. You and Frankie have a show coming up. Right? Yeah, December tenth. We're gonna do first time. We're gonna do a team Where's that competition. Uh, it's at uh, Matt Mills' facility in uh, Lightning Fitness, Lightning Fitness in Connecticut, and uh, it's the strongest team in Connecticut. So we're looking forward to do that. And it's one guy under two hundred, one guy under. 200. No, it's just two guys that come in on. It's like two weight classes. One team has to come under four fifty. The other team has to come over 450. So, so you guys are coming. We're going to be coming under because I'll be probably about 245, 250, and he'll probably be about 190, 195. So when's the next time you think you're going to cut down to 231? Probably late in the winter. So I'm probably thinking about like late January or um, February, something like that. But you know, so you know. So that, oh, that's know. good. Yeah, so that's, that's basically it, you know. If you're going to be a strong man, be it through and through. Yeah, you know, we talk about strong men a lot in here, and, you know, just obviously we've been putting out a lot of content on varsityhousegym.com, a lot of free programs. We came out with Sled RX. Uh, we felt, I mean, we use something all the time, you know, obviously the Prowlers and Sleds being one of them, and we put a program out with that, and, you know, the feedback's been really awesome with that. And just talking with Trevor and, you know, obviously having an in-house strongman, it's like, I think that one thing that gets overlooked a lot is grip training. You know, when I spoke to you, Trev, it's like, you know, what's, what's something that we're not hitting upon? And your answer to me was, you know, every guy wants a stronger grip, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I'm at games, you know, every weekend shooting them and obviously watching a ton of footage and, 
you know that just just in football alone you can see how important the grip strength is i mean if you can't grab onto the guy who you're trying to tackle it's, exactly. it's no it's like you're using your hands every day doing something i mean even with you I, you come downstairs and you'll do like farmers carries just you're on the computer a lot you know mm -hmm. it's like you want strong hands and you know obviously with a strong man it's it's odd implement yeah. training and awkward training and being strong in uh let's call it unusual positions yeah. and you know we'll talk about that and in, and how we incorporate strongman training with our football crews and wrestling crews and uh, our full college prep but um you know something that mike and i obviously we were going to do the um three-part grip training series and we just turned it into a live feed and, and people loved it. But, um, you know, we, we definitely do incorporate a ton of grip, grip work into, into our training every day. And, um, you know, we feel like it is, it is kind of the most overlooked component of strength training. And, you know, I'm going to just defer to you right now, Mike, on like some quick and easy things that we do to incorporate grip training with our you know high school college and even you know adult gpp population yeah i mean well i think when it comes to first with the athlete so let's say i take my baseball crew for instance you know i'll try to find little ways throughout the workout um to get their grip in so we could be doing like a, a warm-up as part of the warm-up we're going to do say like pinch grip deadlifts we're going to do um pvc pipe work all that type of stuff just to kind of get their grip fired up a little bit especially for the baseball guys so they need to protect the, the elbow and the bicep and stuff like that so we're always trying to do something thrown in like that but also too like you know being you know rolling all the time making sure you're you know you're doing some type of pulling exercise in almost every workout no matter what the workout calls for it's either a body weight up you know, body weight upper day so you're doing pull-ups you're doing trx pull-ups inverted pull-ups and all that stuff is going to hit your grip and your biceps uh, pretty hard, so um, you have to make sure you're getting a, a constant, uh, a constant, uh, great balance between push and pull. But you know, with all of our athletes, you know, even our college guys, I mean, there's always some sense of you know, I, finishing off the day with say like a little bit of like a death medley. It could be a sandbag carry into a into a uh, farmer's walk, you know, and and just even with a sandbag carry alone, you know, pick up a sandbag that takes a tremendous amount of hand and wrist strength. And then once you have to get it up there and hold it and squeeze it, your, your, you know, your biceps are squeezing, your forearms are squeezing, then to go right into a farmer's walk. So there's always some sort of, it doesn't have to be extremely heavy. It doesn't have to be extremely heavy. It just has to be work and blood flow to the area. So, um, you know, high school guys yesterday, our high school crew did a death medley, which was, you know, very grip centric, you know, farmers carry with the thick hand, the thick handle kettlebells, a sandbag carry out in front of them. And, uh, you know, so even, even like little things like doing like a, a sled pull, but when you're doing a sled pull, you put a fat grip at the end of the, at the end of the sled. Like these are little ways, like if you're going to take your group and warm them up and they're going to do like a little sled. And it doesn't pull add any time. No, to it doesn't session. add any, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't add any like stress to the session. You're just adding a fat grip handle at the end of your sled. And now when they're pulling the sled, they have that little extra, you know, a little extra kick to their, to their, to their day with their workout, just getting a little bit more grip work in. So it's very important for us here. So that's why we're very excited to put out this, you know, when we sat back and Dan talked to Trevor and talked about what can we do? What's, what's something different that really, you know, we don't think anybody else is really hitting. And uh, I think this is going to be something that's it's fun for us and uh, should be really yeah, cool. It's going to be, it's going to be quick and easy. Actually, we're filming all the exercises uh, this Thursday. We're going to put out, um, 10 drills and uh, 10 drills, 10 exercises, how we incorporate them, what makes them different. Uh, definitely some things that people probably have not seen before. Mm -hmm. And just with our, you know, VH flare on things, um, filming those this Thursday at 11. The turnaround is going to be quick. You know, I think a lot of times for us, we're all so busy, especially in this room and everybody, everybody outside of this room. And, and we do have so many good ideas and, you know, um, there's a lot of special, you know, and, and talented people in, in our gym. We want to showcase them all. Sometimes I think our biggest weakness is that we've got so many ideas. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to get that going, you know, tomorrow. Uh, we're going to we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, you know, I it's, you know, one day I just came in and I said, Trev, we're doing this. We're going to shoot this. We're going to get it. We're going to get this product done and launched all within the week. And, uh, you know, and uh, and we 
we have, you know, we're on track with that and uh, all the drills are written out. You know, Mike and I correspond with a couple emails and boom, it's gonna be out and it'll be to you guys in the next couple weeks here and, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. Um, and I definitely wanna get keep this uh, podcast moving along here. Um, you know, I wanna ask you guys both this uh, before we get to the quick hit section, but you know, just talk about, you know, we're talking a little bit of before the show, which I think is like, you know, would have been amazing for it and hopefully we can recreate it the best we can but you're just talking about you know we've been in this space here now for over two years you know and uh we're just talking about holy shit like two years flew by (laughs) think about how much stuff we've done and think about how how far we've progressed but it doesn't feel like it's gotten any easier and it doesn't feel like the (laughs) progressing is coming to any type of an end so you know in your eyes um, you know, talk a little bit about what we feel like the future holds and, uh, and how you continue to manage, you know, uh, moving forward every day, you know, one step in front of the other and, and just progressing forward day by day to get to hopefully where we, we want to be seen. And it's in our, you know, war room is that we want to be recognized as, you know, one of the best training facilities in the world. And that's, um, that's a real goal of ours. So it is for us. It's for all of us. We read it every day. And uh, Mike, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I try to keep the uh, same idea when it comes to even when training. And the same, the same word is consistency to me. So um, for me, I think you know, I know personally what some of my weaknesses are, and I like to improve on some of my weaknesses. And I think one of my weaknesses is definitely, you know, in the past several years, is getting content out there, and you know. No one, if no one knows who you are, no one's, if no one cares. So I, I think the last, um, you know, past year, I think, you know, I've done the best job that I can to put actual content out about, you know, about me and some of my philosophies about training. So that's the reason why, the main thing why we did the heavy metal video was because, you know, it was fun for me to do and it was a good way for me to get myself out there a little bit at the same time as, you know, talk about, you know, two of my favorite things, which is, you know, music and training. So um, to be able to combine those two and turn it into 52 actual videos, so it should have a whole year long worth of videos was, was pretty cool for me to actually accomplish. So in the past, the f- going forward in the future, I think consistency and staying staying on track with with everything that made you get to the point where you are now I mean um, you know I think when we first started you know when I first started here at the gym and and um, Joe and Dan moved into the new facility in Old Japan and we started that you know it was uh, there was nothing on the walls there was not it was very plain and blank and our our first six WT was 25 people and uh, you know, which is which is hilarious. And you watch some of those videos. You go back and see the videos on it's that. Insane. You know, three people pushing the prowler. <laughs> and uh, now it's like you know, you know, this Saturday we had forty-six people to train in one hour a group session. So I mean, it's we had just, eighty people within yeah. two hours. So it's awesome, and it yeah. and it and it's <clears throat> it's all because excuse me, it's all because of you just staying the course, staying consistent, try to stay true to who you are and try to learn a little more as you go. And, you know, you have to stay, there's a lot of information out there. And it's definitely good, like knowledge is free. So like you can go out there and you can listen to all the podcasts, you can listen to everything Elite FTS ever put out or Westside Barbell ever put out or whoever it may be. There's so much information out there that, you know, you can kind of get like, in like a, a whirlwind of information, you kind of could be jumping all over the place. You have to find one thing that is true to you, that you have a full, that you stand up for what you think is right. And then from there, you have new ideas that come in and go, but you have to stick to what's true to you. And I think being, like I said earlier, open-minded and really, you know, having, having the opportunity to work with as many people as possible and not, not, not be closed-minded, whoever comes in the gym, you look to help them and just be consistent. I think that's what, for me, the future is, is, is all about consistency. Nothing comes through change. No change will happen without that. So, yeah, 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 I mean, you know, I think on that note, it's really just about making it happen, you know. Um, you know, even especially at the old place, you know, I mean, when we first started, we didn't even have a computer at the front desk. We were, like, scribbling on pieces of paper. For two years. Right, and I mean, you know... <laughs> 
We used to go upstairs. I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> but people used to come in and then we used to go upstairs to the book and be like, oh, who came in today? What about yeah, credit cards, man? Dude, the credit card system was... <laughs> it was like a little hang on machine. One sec. Let me hang on, I gotta run upstairs and swipe this. Yeah, yeah you know, and I just think like on the outside, even for a long time now, it seems like, you know, we're ultra prepared and you know we have everything in order and it's our reality is not always we're not always ready we don't always feel like you know we're getting everything done but we get it done and i i think it's a balance of you know obviously without lots of hard work i mean we're all here all the time but you know it's it's a balance between you know all right you know work hard and and you know get everything out you can and you know we all want to have these lavish dreams of putting tons of stuff out and i think we do a pretty good job of getting stuff out and you know it's you know just remaining confident and not always thinking you know hey you know i have so much to do and you know i think that's always been you know our strong suit is that we just we just do it we get it done i mean you know we don't may not have the right tools to get the job done but we make it happen you have to have good intentions yeah, you know, and, you know, especially even with, you know, the highlights business and stuff, you know, when we first started, I mean, we literally, the first shot we shoot we ever did, I mean, I went out and I bought a $150 camera, like a little point and shoot camera, and we were shooting <laughs> videos with it. I mean, you know, and it's progressed from there, but, you know, we made it happen with that. You know, we, there's no excuse, really, what I'm getting at is there's no excuse for not getting it done. You know, I'm, I didn't you know, have a huge college education, but I educate myself all the time. Everything, most of the stuff that I know is, I learned it myself. I watch videos, I talk to people, you know, and there's really no excuse to not get it done, except for being lazy. I mean, that's really all, all it's down to. I think, you know, with both of these guys, you could you could obviously tell that we're all passionate, and I think a big thing, and, and somebody, um, <clears throat> somebody asked me one time, um, it was actually an intern. Uh, they came in there doing our mentorship program and they just asked, they, they said, you know, do you ever look around and feel like, wow, like you made it? And, and my answer right away was no. And I never had even thought about that, um, honestly. And it was just like, no, I, I, don't, I don't feel any different now than I did eight years ago. Um, it just it just feels like we still have so much left to prove um there's just there's just so much growth to be had and what's awesome is is that i think i could speak for everybody is that i look forward to coming here this is this is this is what i do but it's also my hobby where if i was forced into another job i would have friends the same way i do here just at another gym and i'd be there every day and I'd probably be offering advice and spotting people up and just shooting shooting the shit with people just somewhere else. So it doesn't feel like a job for me. And you know, that's sometimes why I get, you know, for me, I think a big thing is separation where it's like, wow, like I definitely do need to unplug and get away because that's when I could come back and actually have some vision as to where we can go or what we can do because sometimes when you're in it every day all day it's you take a yeah, step back sometimes you got to take a step back sometimes and and be like wow like you know i'm absolutely appreciative but you know these are the things that we need to do to, oh, to yeah. take steps forward well, the first sign of satisfaction is, is, is the first time you start the decline yeah once you feel satisfied there's nowhere to go from there Right, you know, which is sort of the reason why we're gonna move real quick. It'd be funny. Is uh, Dan asks me a lot how I'm doing. We're gonna this is this is a conversation <laughs> real quick. So we're gonna go to this real quick. So uh, I'm gonna Dan asks me every day, Mike, how are you? How you doing? And I come in, you know, whatever, put my stuff down. And <laughs> I, I've always just been the person. I'm all right. Like I, I don't. I, I'm fine. I am good. Like I got. But it's just the way I answer it all the time. I'm like, uh, he came in the other day. So I came in, he says to me, Mike, how are you? I said, I'm all right, Dan. He's like, are you ever good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, no, but every time I ask you, you're just all right. I'm like, dude, because I'm always striving for something better, man. <laughs> it was like you were waiting for somebody to ask you that question, like for years. You've been saying, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. And whenever anybody asks me, it's, it's you get two answers. It's, I'm good or, eh. I'm doing all right. I'm doing. All right. You know, it's like one or the two, and like it doesn't really matter. I'll never say like bad. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was just funny. So I mean, that's just something funny. But that's. Just, <laughs>
All right, so for, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter who's on the show, what guests we have, what, I mean, we could be, you know, dropping knowledge bombs all the time, but everybody loves the quick hit, quick, <laughs> quick hit section of this show. So I'm going to start. We're going to go, uh, I've got five questions for you both. All right, so Mike, you could start. Okay. And it could be, you know, it's quick answer. You could give a quick explanation. Okay. But first question, favorite movie and why? Halloween. Uh, favorite reason why? I'm a bi- reason why I'm a big fan of uh, the old school classic horror movies, and uh, to me, I, I like that mental aspect of a movie where, like, you you know, you just, you know, I think these days, like the the horror movies these days are just totally t- terrible. I mean, every movie. I'm I'm interested in the paranormal. I am, but every single movie that's horror now comes out and it's paranormal. It's ghosts. It's possession. It's cool, but it's just. There's it's no, scary as shit. It is. It is. I mean, shit. It is scary, and I have a great. I have a high interest in that. That, that could be for another. That could be for another podcast. But uh, I have a very high interest in that. But there's nothing. Can you tell people what you've uh, done to yourself here. Uh, tattoo wise. Yeah. No. With with the with the you gotta you gotta tell them about the uh, the jackal right there. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess you know you can. You, I have. <laughs> I have a jack-o'-lantern. You have a shrine to the movie. I know. I have a jack-o'-lantern tattooed on my left shoulder, plus the symbol from the movie, which is called Thorn, which is a pagan symbol. But don't. I'm not pagan. It's just it's a cool symbol with a cool meaning. And it was one of my first tattoos I got when I was 18. So, and it was something small and simple. But uh, but Halloween's definitely my favorite movie. I just love the the mental aspect of that movie. I think uh, the, the first two were probably two of the best movies ever made. So Halloween, right. favorite movie. You got a you got a big week coming up too. Yeah, I know. I know. Hope you get your costumes. I don't know. I, I like I'll I said, a I big have... one here at the V House. You'll be seeing a bunch of uh, IG pictures of the costumes. I got to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> I I got you. I'm not going to tell anybody yet. <laughs> Trev, what do you got for us? You know, I was gonna. Uh, you know, you pulled that one on me. That's a tough question. I was I was gonna say Forrest Gump, but I think that's a little bit too generic. Uh, I think I, I would that's have to say one. Pulp Fiction. All right, that's a good one. I, that's I'm a good big one. fan of that. I think uh, Quentin Tarantino, that's his masterpiece, and for sure. a talented guy. And yeah, cast and script is just uh, it's untouchable. For sure. I really like that one. Yeah. All right, next question two is favorite gym exercise? Uh, I'd probably say the first is is the uh, the conventional deadlift. Like you got, you could come and you could do one thing every week. That's what you The conventional doing. deadlift, yeah. yeah. Overhead press is probably second. But the conventional deadlift is probably first in my ass. Yeah, I mean, I, I make a joke a lot of times where, you know, I say, you know, the bike or something because I'm sitting down, you know. And like, that's <laughs> I asked Trevor, one time I asked Trevor, he's like, I said, Trevor, out of all three of these, out of the, we have, you know, we have uh, ski ergs and, and rowers and air dynes. I'm like, out of all three of these, Trevor, what's the, what's the worst one? And he's like, dude, by far, it's a ski erg. I'm like, yeah, you think so? I said, you ever, the air dyne's pretty rough. And he's like, nah, dude. Airdyne rower? I'm sitting down. I can do anything sitting down. <laughs> I can do anything sitting down. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could sit on that thing for hours. I mean, I, I honestly, you know, truthfully, I, I agree with Mike. Uh, my strongest lift is deadlift. The deadlift. So that's, that's what I like doing, hex deadlifts, you know. There's more no reasons to be alive if you cannot deadlift. Yeah. John Paul. All right. Morrison. Next question. Uh, quote to live by. Oof. Oh, man. That's a good one. Quote to live by. Well, while Mike's thinking about that, I was actually thinking about this quote. I was going to say it actually before, but um, it's something at, at home in my bedroom. I have a whiteboard and I just have like a bunch of quotes written on it. And they're, hmm. I ha- they've been written up there for years now. I haven't even added to them or changed them. But um, one of them is, is that you must fail often to succeed only once. You know, I think. And, you know, in here, you know, people may not think that we're failing, but trust me, we are. And, you know, obviously we just keep doing it until we get it right. I mean, I think, yeah, I think I, I would have to go with, you know, it's definitely lives for something or die for nothing. You know, and that kind of, for me, no matter what it is, you have to have something that you have some passion for. I think there's a lot of people that go through life, everyday people that go through everyday life that travel from to from their mundane type schedule, nine to five every day, cycle through life like that. You have to have something that is passionate to you, whether it's music, it's something that you have a hobby that you're, you have to have something 
that you strive for. So, I mean, to me, live for something or die for nothing has always been a quote that I've always, uh, I like that. I've always gone by. So, all right, next favorite song, favorite song currently or all time because that uh, could be i i would say uh current i'm gonna say currently right now um obviously you know we did the whole 52 episodes of heavy metal monday so you know there's so many songs i did a top 10 of what i thought was my favorite songs kind of all time but there were a lot of songs i missed out on that and we can go back and forth all day with it but i think currently right now um there's a band lamb of god uh out there and i think they uh, they do a song called overlord from their newest album and i think that right now is the greatest written heavy metal song in the last 10 years. Um, it's a song called Overlord, so I would say that by Lamb of God. What do you got, Trev? Um, you know, that's a hard question for me, but, um, you know, I, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, you know, these two guys, I don't, probably not, not a lot of people are familiar with them, but they're actually brothers and they're from Buffalo, New York, and it's uh, West Side Gun and Conway. and. Uh, they really have been only popular for the last year, but they've already put out like five albums each. And, um, you know, I really like that stuff. It's real uh, authentic hip hop and it's, uh, you know, it's not commercialized at all. So I'm, I've been really into that. Cool. All right, my last question for you guys. Uh, this one could get a, a, little, a little deep, I guess, is uh, if you could go back and, and give a piece of advice to yourself at at about 20 years, let's call it 20 years old. Now, what's that piece of advice that you would give your 20 year old self? It's about, you know, 10, 12 years ago for us here. What's that piece of advice? Um, I would say, this is gonna sound a little maybe dark, but I, I, don't, I don't want you to think that, but I would say nothing is as real as it seems. So what I mean by that is, is that when you're when you first start off like you know this was always uh, a passion of mine I always I'm not good at computers not good at technology I can't build you anything I could break you something but I can't build anything I'm not good with my hands I don't have good you know uh, what is that called uh, motor small motor skills like not a good mechanic so you know I knew that if I was gonna make a passion on something it had to be something in this fit in, in, in this industry and what I mean by that, nothing's as real as what it seems is that I think you can't be naive as you get through as you get through um, re working with real people and public people. You really have to make sure you do a good job of understanding who they are and not just assuming who they are. So um, you know, you know, when you first get into this business, you think that like you know, all you're going to do is train you know professional athletes. You know, and it's really not like that. And I enjoy the fact that it's not like that. I enjoy helping the regular people that are out there looking to get help. Like I said, you'd be keeping yourself open-minded. So in my eyes, you know, when I was 20, I probably thought, you know, you know, 10 years ago, I probably thought, oh, I want to be a head strength and conditioning coach. You know, I'm going to go to a big college facility and train some of the best athletes in the world. And it just doesn't work out that way. So I think to, to, to understand, not, it's almost like you're questioning Every, I think you have to, in a sense, at times, almost question a lot of things and just keep your mind going. And and uh, so I'd say that would be that'd be what I would. Uh, All right. Nothing is what it really seems. So. Yeah, I, I like that. You know, I would probably you know tell myself that, and you kind of learn this more and more. The more hours you know you end up putting in, and it's to completely disconnect the work from the reward. And that could be financial or just, you know, mentally rewarding. But, you know, things that you do day in and day out, nobody says thank you. You know, it's just what you got to do every single day. And you don't always get recognition for everything. But, you know, the things that you, you know, are very rewarding and do grant you, you know, financial success are few and far between compared to, you know, the, just the little mundane type things that uh you know we all have to do every single day and you know you know you just have to kind of do it because you you want to do it and not because you're going to get rewarded at the end of the day for it you know so i mean that's something important that obviously i didn't know when i was 20 years old yeah absolutely that seemed too darker no that was I, good that no was i mean good. you know i don't want to get like mr shell me like oh what is he what is he talking about what i what i really mean is you know when you're 19 20 years old 
things seem differently, you know, and you got to have a reality check. And, you know, the last few years, you know, as you get older and, and you start, you know, for instance, like, you know, you know, you're going to get married, you know, you're going to, you know, move in with someone the rest of your life or something like that, you know, you, you, it's, it's a reality check. So, you know, when you're 19, 20 years old, you know, you, it'd be nice for someone to tell you, you know, really, it's just keeping your head on a swivel. That's all it really means. It's just making sure you're not, I think there's a lot of naive people in this world. And uh, I think you, you just, you know, question things, you know, and, and make sure you're trying to be on top of everything as, as much as you possibly can. You know, Especially so. too, I just want to add to that. And I hear Joe talk about it all the time. You know, obviously he's a professor uh, down at Montclair State. And, um, you know, it, that the exercise science route or, you know, PE or kinesiology route is that, you know, I think a lot of people that are going to try and be a strength and conditioning coach, they just believe, okay, I know the science behind strength and conditioning. However, they're not prepared no. to work in a private sector of business where you still have to intake clients, you have to communicate with clients, you have to do payment that's processing, that's, you need to go and acquire yes. the freaking client. That's my point when I mean nothing exactly. is what it really I know what you mean. Like, it's like, like a big, gonna, like, it's like, oh, not just all of a sudden you yeah, start working. I'm going to get my degree, people. I'm going to march out of uh, Montclair City, <laughs> Rhode Island, then whoa, uh, voila, I'm going to have 30 clients knocking at my front door. Nobody it's, gives it a ain't shit. Like that. <laughs> Nobody gives a no. shit. You know, and I think. You know, for me too is you know, you know, I graduated you know from school and you know played football and, and knew a lot of people in the community. Opened the gym and it's just like, well, people should should definitely come oh, here. Man, why, not? Oh, why are people here? And it was just like, you know, I look back and we you know, we looked at some of our calendars and some of our schedule logbooks and we used to have you know four of us here and we'd have like four total session hours. You know, where if you look at our schedule today, there was four session hours before 7 a.m. today. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, totally, it's, just, yeah. it's totally, totally different. And, you know, I think we all, you know, had to eat a slice of humble pie where it was just like, you know, well, why does this person have this? Why does this person have that? And I'd say for me, you know, right out of the gate, and I'll answer this question too, is that, you know, looking back on it is that, you know, I use this quote all the time, but stop worrying about what you don't have and start worrying about what you do have and it doesn't matter if you have one five ten fifteen i don't give a shit how many it is as long as you have one that is your number one resource you need to care about that one whether it's a whether it's a you're mentoring somebody whether you have one employee you have one client doesn't matter that's the person you need to focus on the most because they will be your number one fan, your number one advocate, and it is more powerful than any Facebook ad or any bullshit YouTube ad. That's what you need to focus on. Don't worry about what the person down the street has. Worry about what you have. And that, to me, I wasted so many hours going, what do they charge? What are they doing? How many people do they have? Why do they have that high school and we don't? And I think it was like after six months of doing that, I was like, wow, I'm either going to burn myself out and I'm going to find myself doing something else or like I'm just going to look inward, you know, yeah. and, and really look inward and, and worry about yourself. Stay in your lane, do right by people, be trustworthy, and that's it. This is, ser this, is, this is a serious industry, and I think the people who are the most successful are the ones who treat it as a serious and there's a lot of there's a you know dan you know there's a lot of people out there that this is like it's a hangout oh it's a hangout industry like people think they're going to go to school they're going to get it you know they choose exercise science something like that because they think it's just going to be something yeah. easy to go through and then then that's what i mean by nothing is as real as what it seems because that is not how it is like if you're serious you're serious about it you have to treat this Right. As you know, this is your life, and you have to make it happen. It's not just going to come towards you. So, um, and a lot of people yeah. in this business give it a negative connotation, where it's like, if you go into a gym and you ask somebody who's going to be your coach to say, you know, do you do this full time, and they tell you, ah, you know, not really. You know, I do a couple hours a week, and you know, during the day, I'm a, you know, I'm a car mechanic, or they're doing something else, and it's like. I, I don't yeah, know. How, I would, I would, I would, I would question that person a bit 
more where they're like, well, why aren't you doing it full time? Because you don't believe it's a full time gig, you know? Because it absolutely is. It is absolutely. You know, there's obviously certain situations where people need to supplement their income if they're just starting a business. I understand that, but by and large, I mean, this is a total full time job. Um, and and needs to be treated as oh, such yeah. for no sure, no doubt, definitely for sure. But um, you know, I think you know, just uh, just wrapping up the show here. You know, I really appreciate you guys being here. Uh, to all of our listeners, you know, I logged back on with Trevor. He shows me all the fancy analytics. You know, we've been getting more and more uh, subscribers and people to listen to our show, even though we haven't been you know on the ball putting shows out. You know, we're definitely going to. Um, Joe and I are going to be doing a Business of Strength podcast uh, series for you guys. Mike and I are coming out with Grip Training Program along with Trevor's help. He'll be producing that for us. You guys can expect to see that in a couple weeks. And I really, truly, um, you know, appreciate everybody, you know, watching it. And when Mike and I sit sit down and Trevor shows us that over 6,000 people watched us just honestly having fun, it's it truly, that is a moment where I have to step back and be like, holy shit, man, like this is... This is humbling yeah. and you know we really appreciate it and uh you know anything that you guys ever need from us you know all of our emails are posted on the website um make sure to check us out if you don't know the website it's varsityhousegym.com um and before we exit the show let's just you know obviously um you could find our individual uh instagram handles you know our instagram handles at varsity house uh, mine is uh, Dan underscore Goodman 78, Big Mike. Mine is just uh, Mike underscore Capriglione. It's my full name. Yeah, mine is at I am Trevor Lang. So make sure to uh, check us out there. And if there's anything you guys need from us, just give us a shout. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Thanks to our listener.